0: Daniel 6 10 reads, When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way, the podcast of Faith Bible Church. My name is Bryce Beale, one of the pastor elders here. And today I have with me not only a pastor elder here, but just a good friend for many, many years since I was covered in acne and awkward. I think we knew each other since I was in high school. Put up with me all that time. It is Brother Dan. Dan, thanks for being here again.
1: Oh, thank you for putting up with me.
0: (laughs) Much easier than the task you've been given by the Lord to put up with me, but happy to do it. We have been talking this quarter about prayer. And we now come to the very last episode on prayer. And we'll be starting a new quarterly focus next week. It'll be on personal holiness. I'm looking forward to that very much. But as we've been concluding this podcast on prayer, we've been talking a little bit about some of the practicalities of prayer, especially when do you pray? You know, What time do you pray? Something we all have to think about because we have to decide that. What I want to talk about today is a little bit different than the ones we've already talked about. We've talked about kind of uh, regular time of prayer, like such as in the morning. We've talked about irregular times of prayer, just flare prayers throughout the day. Now I want to talk about regular times, with an S, of prayer. Some Christian traditions make a lot of this, these regular set times of prayer, a lot of traditions, Christian traditions, call them the, quote, hours or the divine hours. Those traditions include Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, Anglicanism, Lutheranism. Usually there's about seven, although it varies, seven hours. That's just periods of time throughout the day, three of them being primary. I think if I understand church history correctly that these really originated with monasteries in the monks, who had set times to pray, even waking up throughout the night, so that they could pray, go back to sleep, wake up, pray. So a very rigid system at first, but still respected and practiced by different traditions. Now, the important thing to point out is of those traditions listed, we are not any of them. We're certainly not Catholicism or Eastern Orthodoxy. We're not Anglican or Lutheran. So as non-denominational Protestants, we do not have a long tradition of praying the hours, partly because our only authority is the Bible. And so the question to us is not, has this been practiced in the past in church history? But the, pra- the question to us is, is there any biblical example of praying at set times during the day in the Bible? Is it commanded? Is it exemplified? To, for that answer, we've brought in our biblical scholar resident here who is Dan Geelock. And I'm going to give that question to you, Dan. Are there any biblical examples of praying at set times during the day?
1: Well, I thought you did a great job of referring to the Daniel quote, because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the preeminent examples when he was specifically identified as praying three times a day. And King David also did this and in the morning, noon, and evening Psalm 55:16 and 17, But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. Sometimes he would wake up and talk to God hours before sunrise, which of course our Lord Jesus did. Rising early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went to a desolate place and there prayed. Now, if you read through the scriptures like in Acts, you find that Peter went up on the housetop at the sixth hour, about 12 noon. In the afternoon, Cornelius um, said four days ago about this time, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour. So you find that repeated when Peter and John went to the temple, praying in the evening, Matthew fourteen twenty three. Jesus himself said, uh, the scriptures say that when evening came, he was there alone on the mountain to pray. Psalm 63, verse 6, and I, I really like this verse because it's so practical. Praying in bed. Psalm 63, verse 6 says, when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. And I think that's an excellent therapeutic that we all should follow.
0: And you pointed out really well there that you can see even in the New Testament that the Jewish practice did include set times of prayer that were necessary partly because they were communal prayers. So people would go to the temple, at, you had to set a time, that's where you would go and you would pray together. And I would imagine, I'm not speaking from knowing this, I'm just guessing this, that even within, for example, Catholicism, probably they were looking back at those examples and saying, hey, we should do that today, just like a lot of Catholic ideology.
1: Well, I, I agree, and I, yeah. I think you bring up a very important point, and that is that of community, communal prayer, and how essential that is. And unfortunately, how infrequently we see large numbers of the body of Christ come together for that very purpose. So a church might have an all-church prayer and only a small percentage of God's people come together. But there is such value to that. And even the prayer that our Lord taught his disciples to pray begins with our Father. And there is not one singular pronoun in that entire prayer, the prayer of the disciples, which again points to the fact that all God's people benefit so much by being together and recognizing that we're not alone. Mm.
0: So that's a good example of where the hours really originated in the among the Jewish people praying in the temple. That was a very good, healthy thing. Where it was adopted within Catholicism in monasteries, and, and as Protestants, we would argue that monasteries never should have happened <laughs> And so that was not the healthiest development we can imagine. But now the question comes to us today, believing in the scriptures and their authority alone to guide us, should we have any kinds of set times of prayer? Would that be a good example? What you showed there, Dan, is that there are biblical examples. I love that Daniel passage (laughs) because I started by saying when Daniel knew the document had been signed, and if you know the context, the document that was signed is, anyone who prays to God, you die. <laughs> you get thrown to lions. So when Daniel knew that, well, what did he do? He went where the windows were open, <laughs> and he kept on praying just like he always did three times a day. His closet had windows. <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the saucy dog. Is that what they would call him? <laughs> the audacity to just pray. That's right. But, I mean, the point is, as he had done previously, so he already had three set times of prayer. There he was in Babylon in exile, but Daniel at least was practicing at least three set times of prayer. So there are examples in the Bible of this. There's no command that we have to do it, but there are examples of it. So Dan, let me just ask you, have you ever had something like this? Have you ever prayed at multiple set times during the day? And if you did, did you find it helpful?
1: Well, personally, my practice is to have a regular time in the morning Mm -hmm. after scripture reading, study and before a review of that, and praying with my wife. We do pray at every meal in our home or in public settings. Now, those two disciplines are most helpful to maintain and set the tone of the day and fix our focus, focusing my attention and my purposes. I find that the remainder of the day is set for a Nehemiah-type prayer, what you call a flare prayer, or some people might call a popcorn prayer, whenever a need or opportunity arises. So setting aside a specific time to pray to the Lord and having a routine in your prayer life, not that it's just routine, but a good discipline, means that the discipline can lead us to have a continual time of prayer with the Lord. The concept of praying always, pray without ceasing. Well, that doesn't mean that we're closing our eyes while we drive, but it does mean that there's a God consciousness an awareness that everything we do is related to our creator. So, listener, you may have a set time when you pray. You may have specific set times that you have found to be very, very helpful. And that's the glorious opportunity that we have to have that dedicated, regular growth in our communion with our Lord who invites us and even commands us to pray. Now, I said I wasn't going to refer to a
0: song. You but, did say that, but, but I, I knew it couldn't be held back.
1: I can't stop myself. <laughs> Somebody help me. I'll refer to sweet hour of prayer. Mm-hmm. Sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bid, mm-hmm. it bids me. Mm-hmm. To come to my father's throne so yes there is a great discipline in having set times of prayer. it almost seems like the
0: core of everything we're talking about is how do we foster communion with God all throughout the day so that even if we have we'll have another we have another podcast episode before this one about uh, actually I think I called it sweet hour of prayer just focused on that one set time that most of us have.
1: My dedication to hymns is catching. I love
0: it. <laughs> it is catching. But, uh, but it seems like the core of what we're talking about right now is how do you maintain a sort of sense of communion with the Lord through prayer throughout your day? And it almost, I hadn't thought of this till you just said it, but it almost seems like our practice of praying at meal times is sort of designed to encourage that. Yes. Even if those prayers are short. Yes. Most people have three meals a day, morning, noon, and night.
1: Yep. And it's more than just, you know, you know, bless this bunch as we munch our lunch. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's more than just, that's a great time as a family or as an individual to pray about the things that either you've just experienced or that you anticipate going mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So I think it, you're absolutely right. It does help build that discipline. Mm-hmm. None of us would, would say that we pray constantly all the time well, I think that sometimes that there can be a bit of a disillusionment when we see that pray without ceasing as a need to have every waking moment and every conscious thought be engaged in prayer rather than a continual practice of the presence of God. That's good. And I think that's critical. Yeah. So you asked the question, if mm-hmm. someone wants to have one or more times of mm-hmm. prayer each day, how would we go about doing it? Well, Many follow the times in the above verses we've talked about. Morning, noon, 3 p.m., evening. Some may be even longer times of prayer. Some could be scripted prayers, which I recommend. Mm-hmm. The Lord's Prayer or the Valley of Vision, going through the prayers of the Bible. Hey, you know, that's a great class. We should oh, do a class on like that. Someone should teach that. Yeah. If only we had a godly person teaching that. Yeah, well, let's look for one. <laughs> so praying through the prayers of the Bible, which I very recommend doing, The Nehemiah-like prayers, either way, grow in our relationship with God. Talking to him is critical, second only to hearing from him in his word. And as we know all too well, if we don't schedule to talk, we often won't. So I think we follow the biblical commands. Like Jesus said, Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, he's anticipating we're going to pray. And indeed, if you don't have that spirit of adoption, which cries out, Abba, Father, That could be a good indicator that you are not in a good place. But he says, when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So don't do it ostentatiously. Focus on praying, commune, and realize that we are addressing our heavenly father, not our heavenly dictator, not our heavenly force, or it is indeed our heavenly father, and this is really important, folks. Choose a time that's going to remove all distractions. You know, there's not much to distract us inside of a dark closet and not much room for many distractions. Kiddos, spouse, chores, hobbies, phones, social media. Get rid of it. Don't, don't have music in the background. You don't need it. Pray with your Bible. Pray through the Bible and develop that discipline. At least start one time a day establish other times of day when you're going to be able to do this without distraction without you know announcing to the world and now i am going to pray blow your trumpet yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you are listening to this it's possible you felt that in the past your prayer time has been you know 10 minutes in the morning and then you turn that off and go live your secular life instead of carrying prayer with you however you do that throughout the rest of the day Whatever the case might be, may God help us all now by his grace to think this way.